morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Shoot Your Shot podcast. I am your host, C. Diddy, a.k.a. Kyrie Curving, a.k.a. I always have these nicknames thought out when I get in the studio and I forget half of them. Um, a.k.a. Uh, it's, a, it's, it's a special day. And to my left, my co-host. Do you know what today is, niggas? It's our anniversary. So, yeah, so um, a year ago, tomorrow, tomorrow, um, we stepped in the studio for the first time and recorded our pilot episode. Fun fact, pilot episode, supposed to be longer than what you see on SoundCloud and iTunes, but for some reason, shit got cut off, but we went, but we went with it. Fun fact. I don't know. I think we, we, I don't know. It just. Oh, well, you got a pilot episode. It's there. It's there. It's there. Um, so. How are you? I am better. Better's good. Better's good. Better's all we've got. Better's all we've got. Um, this weekend for me, again, we celebrate birthdays. We celebrate accomplishments. Um, and so talk your shit, nigga. I have no idea what shit you have to do. <laughs> talk your shit, nigga. Um, we celebrate birthday, we celebrate accomplishments. So, you know, I know a lot of Leos for some God for some reason. God knows why. I think God finds it funny that Capricorns and Leos don't really get along, but he's placed a multitude of Leos in my life. I don't I don't know why. Um so we celebrate the birthdays. Um got you know, got people drunk um on Saturday. Saturday was a big one. What'd you do Saturday? Um, I ain't do much. I'm I literally met people up at Tina's and then turned into babe turned into uh, to to babysitter mode because the person's birthday was got fucked up and I was I knew I was not on that type of time. So yeah. So I had to had to, you know, even if I wanted to drink, had to sober up real quick, um, to make sure my friend was okay. And then Sunday went and saw my mom. Didn't do a Sunday fun day because, you know, my liver is about sick of my shit. Um, and now we're here. You know what I did do on Sunday, though? Watch Insecure. Oh, before we get into Insecure, my job took us to a, um, a vineyard on Sunday. It was fun. Yeah, you met you was big wine drunk. A big, big, big wine drunk. Yes, and also the, the boss's son had a weed pin, so I was drunk and high. Fair enough. Fair. Uh, if it's the boss's son, I think you good. Who was not saying? They don't care. All those people do is drink and, and talk shit at my job. So it's a family owned business. So do what you want when you pop in. Fair. Um, so yeah. We insecure. We got I mean, we gotta talk about it. We gotta talk about it. Um partly because Issa's still Issa's still trash. Issa's trash as fuck. Yes. Um, Issa's turned into Lawrence. has turned into Lawrence from season one. <laughs> Somebody sleeping on the couch. <laughs> ain't got a credit score. <laughs> ain't got a good. Ain't got none. And like I think for for honestly for me, Issa's lack of a backbone is like her is like the the most annoying point part of her the character. Now Issa the creator. I ain't got no smoke with her. She's a good, you know, solid creator, solid person. But Issa, the character, 
primo garbage. Primo. You think she does it on purpose? Like, how often do you see a character who's like in shambles like this? I mean, I think they do everything. I think with a purpose. Um, Even removing Lawrence, they did with a purpose. I may not necessarily agree with a purpose because I think they overestimated how much we care about Daniel. As like the 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 male interest. I don't think any of us wanted Daniel as the male interest. Like, I'm talking about like the, a, I'm, I'm talking about the show creators themselves yeah. or writers. No, I'm saying like, as far as like character development and who's still here and who's not, I don't think anybody wanted Daniel to take Lawrence's place. But from like a real life perspective, I understand why Lawrence's character is no longer on the show. He literally served no purpose anymore. Because yeah, I do better, bigger and better things out here. <laughs> I will give that to you. Um, but yeah, and like in real life, again, make it made sense because you know so, sometimes yeah. you move on. The show is essentially about her and her friends. So if she's moved on, yeah, allegedly, you know, allegedly. But I get it. I just think I think that dynamic, especially in season two kind of what is what we tuned in. It, I mean, it turned into, like, Team Lawrence, Team Issa. I was Team Everybody's Trash. Um, Same. I think that was, like, the one thing every time we came in here and discussed it, we were, like, everybody's trash. Everybody. And everyone's still trash on this episode. Ever. Oh, yeah, by the way, spo- mad spoiler alerts if you haven't heard it. But by the time of release, see the next if episode. If you haven't seen it, that's your fault at this point. Listen. Um, yeah, everyone's still, everyone's still trash. Um... We did we did get confirmation that Dro's in a legitimate open relationship though. Yeah, because and I was surprised so many people missed that though. Like he literally like as soon because it went from the kitchen counter when he was giving her head, then they were laying in bed together, and then I think they were talking about food or whatever. He got the call and she's like, "Where are you?" And he I'm, said, "I'm, I'm still, still at Molly's." And then she, he even said, "Hey, Candace," or he, her name was either brought up on the phone. It was it was on the, it was on the phone. It was on the phone. It was so, like, um, I think part okay. So part of the people who missed it, people who saw it, they just don't believe it because they don't believe anything a man says. Like, we're, we're, I don't think people want to believe like anything outside of a traditional monogamous relationship. Like, w- there's a, still a lot of us who don't want to accept that you don't have to be monogamous to one person. Right. Because it was, it was, um, because I mean, after, a sh- okay, first of all, shout out to Issa Ray, the creator, because she has created something. That like literally like has social media in a buzz for like every week, every week for hours after the episode, and ends. it's a thirty minute show. It's a thirty minute show. Like, that is so crazy. Like, but there's so many things like from one thirty minute show you can take away and talk about and like have a full conversation outside of what was actually talked about. Yeah, and so I heard plenty of women, not plenty, met some. Try to again use use better words. Who said, I don't care, I need to hear it from the wife. I don't like I don't care. I need to hear it from the wife. I'm like, beloved. Imagine being like that concerned with somebody's relationship that's not yours. A made one up, a like, made up a one at that. Show. It was like, I don't care, I need it. I was like, beloved. Like even writers are telling you. Yeah, like, because before the show even came out, I remember she, somebody asked her on Twitter and she answered and she was like, No, like legit. Like the writers are telling you, like, what's um what's her, Natasha, what's her whatever her name is, the one who plays Kelly. In the, in the actual show. She's one of the writers. She was like, so yeah, he's not being shady. He's poly. Like, People are poly. <laughs> and everyone's like, no. Mm-mm. I don't believe you. Like, we don't, black people don't do this. Like, mm, yes. He's trash. Yes, like, mm, he's cheating because he's he a nigga. He got to be cheating. Like, mm. 
And, I think, and then even with um the friend who's pregnant, Amanda Seals' character, mm-hmm. people were trying to think that she cheated on her husband. That's They're a like, little more likely. But they no, even Issa came out and was like, no, I wouldn't write that type of mess into the show. <laughs> it was like, but that dynamic was a little more. Y'all want everybody to be cheaters outside of Issa so bad, and they're like, no, nah, only e- Issa. Just Issa. She's she- a terrible person. Um, and so, and so like that whole thing, and then the boundaries that Molly tried to set. I think you know, first and foremost, Molly. Let's talk about boundaries. Yeah. I think that was like, that was supposed to be the overall theme theme of the show because you had Issa setting boundaries with the ex-boyfriend that she moved in. But in the time span of last season now, it's supposed to be that she's only been there for two weeks versus like our mind automatically thinks she's been there for a while. It's only been two weeks, and then she said two more weeks. But as the show progresses, we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, I mean, they even said on the uh, on the preview that like Daniel's getting ready to like he's he told her like, "Look, Shorty, you don't feel comfortable with you around. Like, I can give you another week, but after that, you kind of got to get up and you get gotta out." Gotta go. I got a girlfriend. <laughs> um, and then it was like a couple things. Well, first and foremost, you think they're gonna hook up later on this season? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, if I could bet money on that, I would. Only thing is, it's like these TV characters are getting more sex than me. <laughs> Only thing is, Issa really like she didn't even finesse the bed. Like she didn't even like. I saw a couple different women's like, shit. I will. I, shit, I would live with my ex, but I bet you wouldn't be sleeping on my couch. She's. Like, I bet you. I bet you. I, my my ankles be pinned behind my head, and I bet you I got a warm ass bed. I was like, you know what? Do you, baby? Um. Dro, Dro had to hit Molly with a don't, don't, don't question what me and my wife do. <laughs> that was a, which is like okay, that whole scenario is like what the fuck? Because you first of all, you let yourself into somebody else's home, right? Also trash, which big, is big like that's breaking <laughs> low key breaking. That's low key. I mean, he had a key though, so it's not. But at the same time, it was literally right after somebody had told you like nigga no, and then she's like, this is a strictly sex thing. Which if Molly's gonna make that rule, Molly needs it's up to Molly to stick to it. Yes, it's for him to comply, but it's up to Molly to make reinforce it. Okay, okay. Molly stigmatized. But Dro is ugly. He he legit looks like a monster. Listen. She- some he hey, tall and light skin. The dick must be. That's what Jay said, and I was like, that dick must be. He tall and light skin. He tall and light skin. You know, motherfuckers. Eh, I don't know shit. But um, if he was like, what do you? I want my key back. I was like, well, shit. She got a point. That's her place, not yours. Um, he's low key using her place as like his bachelor pad. He just. If it, it's in, if it's within the realms of what him and Candace have established. I think, you know, for Candace, I think we can assume that her character legit doesn't care. Like, this is the stipulation of their might, marriage. She might be out here getting, getting her little I hope she tickle is. me Elmo out I here. would want to get my Elmo tickled, too, if my husband is out here getting his. Um, but I think Molly's the one that's more so uncomfortable with the yes. situation that she essentially signed up for. Yes, because again, if we if you if we talk about character development, we talk about Molly in season one moved too fast. Molly in season one was always about like trying to get to the commitment of a relationship. Yes. Molly in season two was like her and Issa talk about some, oh I'm hoeing except for neither one of them was hoeing mm. properly. <laughs> you need lessons, I got you. Um and then now season three they're talking about it's like ownership. 
Like it's like we go one, we go too far one way, we go too far the other. Season three, they're trying to like center it out. And Molly and Molly Balance through boundaries. And, and Molly's trying to like put people into very different um, spots, like Vacation Bay, the Chicago Bay, you know all that. Emo, shout out to Cincinnati. Cincinnati got a little plug. Oh, no. Somebody was like, wait a minute, are niggas in Cincinnati actually that fine? I said, and I replied, and I was like, yeah, but they run in a pack, so if you get one, you might as well marry them because your next one probably going to be friends with the last one, and it just gets complicated from there, and I'm speaking from experience. But, yeah, um, I remember talking with uh, when it had the season two premiere, the, 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 that trap karaoke party. Cincinnati is actually one of the top markets for Insecure for HBO. Really? Yeah, because that's why they chose to do – the premiere party here? As one of the, as one of the cities. They chose to do it because it's like Ballers is a cure does really well here. Who's uh, watching fucking Ballers here? A lot of people. I watch Ballers. I have, outside of like two episodes, I've never just sat down and watched a show. I, I, I watch it because it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good balance between like the insecure, like kind of like the, the feminine. I think that's a super man show. So it's like. It's a, it's a balance. It's a, it's a balance. Like you get to. It's for if you and Bay are sitting down and watching TV. Yeah, it's like, all right, this is my hour, this is my half hour, this is your half hour. This is your half hour. But we're going to watch both together because it's our uh, hour, hour together. Yes. <laughs> but pretty much how they, how they set that up. Um, but yeah, everyone's trash. Everyone's trash. Um, I just need Thug Yoda to, it, to be back. And I need I needed to know more about the ABBs. If Thug Yoda, if Thug Yoda ain't on the show, I'm a riot. Leaving Lawrence out was one thing. Leave Thug Yoda out, we got to fight. Um, any, any other thoughts on Insecure? All I want to say, my darling. <laughs> um, if you're going to have boundaries, you might want to stick to those hoes. Because let's just double back and talk about Molly for a second. Yeah. I just feel like Molly don't need to be in this situation, Joe, because she can't handle this situation. But if you're going to strictly have sex with him, like then you need to, at that point, it's, it's you. You got to make him like stick to it. You got to say... This cannot happen, and then follow through with this cannot happen. Give someone an inch. They'll t- give Don't someone let them a- take a mile. They'll take a mile. I don't know, but I, oddly, it feels like this whole boundary theme, while it was like part of the TV show, it's oddly been pa- playing out like in my life. Like it's a theme that continues to keep popping up. So I'm thinking like maybe it's something I need to be. The universe will speak to you in weird ways. Exactly. Yeah, but. You know how many boundaries go. <laughs> yeah, we ain't got to get to it. We ain't got to get to it. Laugh. Um, so, this breaking news. I mean, this happened while we were headed to the studio. Yo, Nicki Minaj is crazy. She's crazy as fuck. She's, she's All I know is I woke up this morning and Beyonce was sharing behind the scene videos on, of Vogue. And I saw a glimpse of Sir smiling for the first time. And that's all you needed. And that's all I needed. And then it literally just went downhill from there. Like, so, so kind of running, running shit down. Apparently, somebody trying to press assault charges against Issa Rae. Which, he made a Facebook statement. What are we, a press, his Facebook press release? I, I skimmed through it because he I was. Stuffed, she accidentally put a, a chair on his toe. And that's the extent of it. That's I thought it. I literally thought it was going to be more. That was it. I was like, "Damn, we gotta get an Easter right out of here." Nope, no, no. He, she literally accidentally in a dark room sat the chair on his toe. On his toe. God. And so, okay, my, my thing. 
with a lot of these different things, a lot of these, like, the boy cried wolf scenarios, it takes away, like, the legitimacy of, like... When something is dire and needs to be discussed. Yeah, because, like, we talk about male domestic violence for, for whatever, you know, like, or whatever reason, like, Safari is claiming that Nicki Minaj stabbed him damn near to death. Um, and I said, I tweeted, I said, excuse me, are we making fun of Bro, we Euro, we, we Euro stepped the fuck out of that domestic violence And place. people always, like, joking. I was like, this man just said she tried to kill him. Are we, can we? Like, let, like let's bring that. Like, and in, everybody's like, they're playing it out. And I'm like, clearly none of you have ever been in your own domestic violence situations and or have never been close, closely. Close to that point. That's that's wild. Like people don't. There's certain things that like people just don't joke about. I would hope. And I don't think he's joking because this is not the first time he's alluded to or made statements about, about her Nicki Minaj. being abusive, and also other. Meek Mill. Meek Mill says she, she she like she hit him. And then Nas, it was it came out that not Nas actually said it, but somebody affiliated to Nas said that she was beating on him, but then also, you know, with Nas and the police thing, so that was... That, that kind of made people's eyes... I think they met their match when they decided to date. Um, But, like, yeah, it's like, Nicki Minaj is one of those things, so, like, first and foremost, Nicki's album, the actual album, have you listened to it? Uh, not all the way through. It's It has... It's very... It, it reminds me of her. Does it have decent songs? It has some songs that are really, really good. And some songs, you're like, how the fuck did this get on a project? Like, there is some that are really high, some that are really low. Um, and it's like, it's sporadic, like how she's acting. Um, and, you know, shout out to the Joe Budden podcast, one of my favorite podcasts to listen to. They kind of brought it up, like, they think, like, Nikki might have, like, a legit, like, and I don't want to say this in vain, but, like, there's something going on with her, like, legitimately. Yeah, but they said, didn't, Joe Bunny said, he's like, as somebody who is an ex-drug user, I can, I can tell. tell that she is, it, that video of her opening up that Chanel bag, I was like, you can't tell me she's not on drugs. Even the one where she, like, she was, like, headed to the airplane. Oh, she was like, you bitches can't even smell prog. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, got it, to be on drugs. And, and like, and even Nikki said it in like the last album, like Pills and Potions. Like, like she's admitted. I to, think her and Future be out here admitting they on drugs and everybody kind of just hear us. Oh, oh no, Future definitely admits that he's depressed and he's on drugs. And everyone's just like, she does too, though. I gotta listen. I gotta, I gotta, I listen to Future way more than Nikki, so, so I can hear that in Future, but. In the way that Future will just, like, throw a lyric in there, and you're like, wait a minute. Nicki does the same thing in a lot of her songs, but hers are more upbeat tempo, so if you don't catch it, you, you know, just, just don't. And, and, she, and Nicki raps generally faster than Future does. Yeah. So it kind of, it's easy to skip. Future be like, sometimes I just feel like hell's real. Like, wait, nigga, what? what? Are you, wait, where, where's your support group? And then next one, he's like, yeah, we pop a bottle. like, wait, nigga, rewind that back, nigga, what? But yeah, like, I mean, some... I think I think with Nikki is a common is a combination of this is the first time she's had legitimate competition for like the queen of rap from, right? Yeah. Because like there's so many now, like it's hard to even name them all. Like there's legit girls who just have dope flows. And, and there's so many. And now. like and like she but mind you, only person who's really like coming for her, like in the popularity instance is Cardi B. Because like we like Cardi B. <laughs> like likability has 
gained relevancy over actual music talent. Because if you ask me who can rap better, Nicki can rap better. Because, A, Cardi B don't really write her own shit. She's admitted as much. She don't write most, she don't, like, Offset, Quavo, like, QC team writes most of her lyrics. But Cardi B's relatable. You know, those Instagram videos, like, you know, though that, that her personality, she's more relatable than Nicki, so... And her whoever does write her songs, you know, they they make hits. Like, Cardi got, like, three number one hit singles and a, and a number two. Like, and so I think that's kind of fucking Nicki up. Get a better writer, shit. Get you a ghostwriter and go have a hit. But, like, but like she, you know, it's a pride thing. I think Nicki takes pride in the fact that, like, she writes her own lyrics. Um, Allegedly. And- Safari's backed down on the claim, but he wrote. Uh, he backed down that he didn't write it. He backed down. I'm still going with allegedly. I honestly don't believe almost any rapper at this point is just out here writing all their lyrics. Most most are, like, like most. I now the most are, like it's, it's 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 still a pride thing for most of them. Like even we talk about Drake having Drake. I guarantee you writes the majority of his raps. He'd be the first one I think would it. See Drake, but Drake probably Drake gets help on like the, some of the singing melodies and shit, and like every rapper like will kind of bounce some bars back and off, back back off of other people to try mm-hmm. to say Man, maybe this will fit or maybe this will fit. But the majority of them like write their own shit. Um, I think that's so I think it's a pride thing for her because you know she always says like she mentions it many like a couple of different times in the latest album how she writes her own shit. Um. But yeah, Nikki, like Nikki, real wild, like low key problematic, like, like, and I think, you know, again, like it's different because like Safari didn't clearly Safari didn't mention like the the domestic violence first. He did, he wasn't trying to fish for something. He wasn't trying to sell something. He was she like, literally just brought his name up and he was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. like whoa. you then, pretty bitch. Like I've been minding my business. You and then Tiger got a, caught a stray out of nowhere. Tiger's minding his own business. She's like, that's why Tiger's hairline didn't fall off. Like, wait. And then Safari was like, me and Tiger didn't go to the same doctor. We, we did went on the, the same, same day. day. Get your facts right. Meanwhile, Tiger's eating his Fruit Loops. Like, just having a good old time with Cairo or whatever his son's name is. It's just like, like, just like oh, for real? This is what we're doing now? Like, <laughs> this is what we're doing <laughs> My nigga, I was just chilling in there. Like, I was minding my own. But then Tiger actually shouted to Tiger. Tiger said something? Yeah, because he was like, he actually, he owned it. He was like, he, 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 he sent a picture of like the person in California that like did his surgery. He was like, tell him, he was like, tell him T Raw sent you. <laughs> hey, somebody did a side by side of his hairline before. I was like, his hair looked good, okay? Yeah, like it worked. <laughs> you know what? This is going on my list of things that I want to create. Um, free space to have conversations around. It's not excluded to you, but also includes periods, birthing, and now hairlines. hairlines. <laughs> Those are two different levels of things. Period. I mean, I just feel like these are, you know, men enjoying BDSM as the, what do you, what are the roles? The, sum- the submissive. The submissive. Which I did have a conversation about that earlier. This thing is like, I'm not, I ain't about to let no bitch hit me. Well, he didn't say bitch, but I ain't about to let nobody hit me. That's emasculating. I was like, I think it's more emasculating. Stop telling to tell people what they I like. wasn't telling him. <laughs> I was like, I was like, for me, if I'm fucking with a nigga and he was like, 
if he wanted us to partake mm-hmm. in BDSM as me being the dominant, I think it's hot. Now, that's fine. I just <laughs> I want people I want people to just kind of understand that like not everybody's into that. Not everybody's into that, and it's okay. <laughs> Fair body, their rules. That's all I want people to know. Um, yeah, else? I don't think I can ever get a big nigga to let me take a whip to his backside. Nigga, if you don't get your Django unchained, y'all, your name is Toby Headass. Out of here. I think I'm like five years b- before, like, I think like my where I am sexually, it's like where most women hit at 30 and they're like, oh, I'll try it all. And I'm like, oh, I'll try it all. But I'm at 25 saying that. I mean, if you find somebody that's willing to let you do these things, more power to you. I did find. <sighs> Don't get jammed up. I'm not. I mean, if you want to get jammed up, I'm. It's, it makes for great content. No, okay, I'm not gonna get jammed up. But someone did propose using vibrating underwear on a date. I think I'd totally be down for that. Yeah, like we're like. Shorty I mean, got, that's sort of like yes. Shorty, shorty got the penny, and then you got the remote. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, but I found this one. Let me know if you want the link because this girl had an affiliate code and it was like 75% off. Um, but it's like they just control it from their phone. Yeah, it's an app. But it, was, it wasn't it was vibrating underwear. It was just a, like a little. Yeah, so it's, a mini, it's like a little mini. But it would fit. Yeah. You'd be comfortable. Yeah. I, 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 and then it's like that way, like if you're in a meeting or. Other long distance relations because my ex was. Which he invited me to Los Angeles for my birthday. Mm. Yeah, that one. That one. I'm going to Vegas for Labor Day weekend. So. Are you really? <laughs> yeah. I'm first, jealous. first time. First time going to Vegas. Um, I just hope I make it back in one piece. Have fun. Um, listen, I just hope I make it back in one piece, and I hope I didn't spend all my money there. Like I, I didn't dislike Vegas. I just think I need to go back with a group of friends. And I would like. Oh yeah, I'm going with a group. Going with a group of people, because um, Vegas is one of. And like, we're we're staying like three and a half, flying in Friday like evening, flying out Tuesday afternoon, so so it's like the perfect time to like not get totally sick of Vegas, because I hear all the stories about like, don't stay too long, because Vegas is a great great place to you know spend some money. Um, Ask your friend Steven. <laughs> shout out Steven. <laughs> Um, but anyway. Ask so. him about his trip to Vegas. He loves telling the story, so. I will, I'll ask him, ask him about his trip to Derby, anyway. Um, so yeah, so kind of the main topic today. So again, a year ago, tomorrow, um, August 15th, we stepped into this booth for the first time and, um, started recording these podcast episodes, and I kind of wanted to kind of just have us to kind of talk and touch upon um, what we've learned in the last year, um, whether it's with a podcast, whether it's in our own personal lives, and kind of or in society in general. I just kind of wanted to discuss kind of like where we were a year ago and where we are now um, to kind of like you know, because doing anything for a year is um, is something I think we should definitely acknowledge. Um, so that's kind of what the main topic is. Uh, it's kind of a, a trip, a trip down memory lane, so to speak. What's going on in this last year? Ah, uh, shit. You want to start or should I start? 
Go ahead. Um. So yeah. All right. So last year, last year was funny, cause like. I legitimately dropped, okay, so, like, the person who I thought was going to be my girlfriend literally left my house right before I was going to come here. I remember that. That, I think that's why we cut the episode short. I don't know. hmm. I think you and I were talking about our dating situations. Yeah. Yep. And that's why we cut the, yep. So... Wow, neither of us talk to either of those people anymore. <laughs> oh man, because it was like so. I literally dropped like it was her. It was her birthday, and so like, literally, she left. She left, and I came here, and like, I I knew I just knew because mind you, so like, me and Shorty, this was like me and Shorty's second time going about it, and so like, you think okay, like, you know. We're going to make up for, you know, what happened, what, what did wrong. Like, we're going to be good. We're going to be set. We're going to be solid. So, like, I, bro, I walked in, like, damn near on cloud nine. Like, just, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is, I ain't, I don't think to this day, like, I've ever been that, like, wide open over anybody. It's dangerous. I don't like that feeling. I don't like it. <laughs> like, I don't like it. Um, And so... And I mean, I gave if if they, if people really really know me, they can figure out who it is because I did say her. I did say like her birthday, but I don't care. Who gonna check me? Um, this is the one you went to Top Golf with. Yep. For her birthday or her birthday. Cute. That's a cute date. It was brought like. I enjoyed Top Golf as a date. Yeah, it was like we went. We went like I took off work. Like I, you know, shout out to having PTO days you can use randomly. Took off work. You know what I'm saying? Like, when did that came, like, oh, dope-ass day. Dope-ass day. Mind you, like, this is someone I knew from college type shit. Dope-ass day. Um, And so, long story short, <laughs> that fell a fucking apart. <laughs> um, it fell apart. Um, some of it was my fault, in my opinion. Most of it was not. Um, just And I think that's one of the reasons why I stress communication so much. Is because me and her had didn't have any any type of good solid communication. Um, I think both of us would admit that. And do, y- do y'all talk now? No, I'm gonna wish her happy birthday tomorrow because I I had a petty nigga. She wished me happy birthday through Facebook. <laughs> so I'm gonna do the same thing. Sister, <laughs> you know I, she got Get a new number. Feelings going. She got a number, so we yeah. gonna be, so I'm just gonna go ahead and go for a Facebook messenger. Wish her happy birthday. Leave it at that, cause I don't, I don't want. See, see, sometimes God puts somebody back in your life to just see if you learned your lesson yet. Well, just know that every time <laughs> God does that, I fail. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, and so I can't. It's one of those things where, you know, sometimes just because you want something to happen doesn't mean it's good for you, or doesn't mean that it's going to actually fucking happen in your favor. Um, that's kind of what I learned with this one, and and another one like the the two. The two that I wanted to make work the most mm-hmm. fell and blew up in my face over in my dating history. So from that point on, I think that's kind of fostered the commitment issues that mm-hmm. I have. Because every time I want to commit, shit blows up in my face. So I just don't commit, and we just let it rock out is. <laughs> like, is it, is it, is it, does it make sense? In my head, of course it does. Is it right? Probably not. Because I've lost women 
over the course of the past year who because I wasn't in that space to commit. Um, some left, some I let go because I had to be honest with myself and with them. Like, look, in my headspace currently, I'm not gonna. I would not be a good boyfriend to these to, to the major, to the majority. I would just not be. Like, I got too. I had too much shit going on in, over the past year. Um, what we're talking about, like, didn't know if I was gonna have my job. You know, thought I was gonna get laid off twice. Thankfully, didn't. Got a promotion. Got busting. Got busting off a of trap niggas. But you know that type shit. Um. You know, make sure my apartment's good. Make sure my my mom was good. Like, all of those things were were priorities in my attention, in my headspace. Getting this podcast off the ground was a priority and attention in my headspace. And because all of these different things were priorities, I knew that a woman could not be. And I would be doing a disservice to myself and the woman that I would be around if I didn't make that clear. Like, look, we can kick it. We can communicate. We can do, you know, whatever. But I can't make a relationship with you a priority because I have X, Y, and Z going on. I'm letting you know this before we get to, we get wait we get too deep because I don't want us to get too deep and now we feel like I led you on. Um Drake said like yeah I led you on but you follow me? No, don't follow me. <laughs> like if I tell you from jump where I'm at, anything that you do after that is not on me. Because just because I may not be in a headspace for a committed relationship doesn't mean I have to treat you like shit. At least I thought that that was what it was. But 2017 and, and half of 2018 kind of told me, like, at least for some of the women that I've dealt with, that if you're a nice person and you're involved romantically, they think you're trying to be a relationship. I'm, I'm a nice person. Like, you're coming over. I don't want to eat in front of you, so I'll ask if you want food. Because that's how I was raised. Like, hey, you're a guest in my house. I gotta, or if you're hungry, let me know. Or, hey, like, we can go out and do shit. You know, go on dates or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Because I enjoy company. Because I enjoy your company. But that doesn't mean that I want you all to myself. Because I'm not ready for that responsibility. Um, one of my main philosophies was I don't ask any woman that I've, I'm, I've been romantically talking to or whatever you want to call it. I don't ask them what they're doing with other people because it's not my, it's not none of my fucking business. Just like if they ask me, it's not none of their fucking business because we're not committed. You can do whatever you want to. That's one thing I kind of learned over this last year. Um, you can interject at any point. I don't want it to seem like I'm just... I'm just listening right now. <laughs> my life's been totally different than yours. You want to speak on it? Oh, my life is going completely to shit, and I'm just trying to stay alive. It's, I mean, I mean, you know most of everything, so it's true. It's just been a wild year of. You think it's gonna be okay, and then that next thing hits you. So. And so I think. At least I have the podcast. It's it has been a saving grace. Um, I mean. Sometimes it don't feel like a saving grace for you. It don't. Sometimes it doesn't. And it's not like, you know, not to say like the podcast as a concept or coming here or having Calvin as a co-host. I mean, like sometimes it's just, it's hard. But it is a saving grace. It's just been a tough year. Um, And I think for me, um, this learning, I've did a lot of learning this year. Um, I learned, 
I think I've centered myself as far as like my philosophies are concerned. Because I I had to do a lot of unlearning of toxic behaviors and what I didn't even know were toxic behaviors. Like I tried therapy, didn't work. Try, tr- tried it again, too expensive. Tried it again, couldn't fit in my work schedule. So we're we're working on that. Um, but like I had to learn, I had to unlearn some shit that I thought was cool that wasn't cool. Had to realize that. But on the the flip side. Not everything a woman says is gospel either. Like, cause cause a lot of the times, if I, if I I think that's a, a lot of times we, as men, kind of put the onus on women to kind of let us know what's toxic and not toxic because we don't know either. Like, it, it, it's a blind leading the blind, as far as like unlearning behaviors because we were all kind of taught in a similar manner. So I think for me, one of the things I learned is trying to continue to be an open space for us as black men to, to try to uh to try to figure some shit out um and cuz for me I think I believe in equality I just don't believe in fuck shit girl what are you watching girl, what are you watching bird graveyard what the fuck is that those bird scooters um, anyways um like, I believe in equality. And so by the definition, that would make me a quote-unquote feminist. But I don't believe in fuck shit. And I believe both genders do fuck shit. Which somehow, some way, means that both sides think I'm taking the other person's side. Because when, when niggas do fuck shit, I, like, there's somebody who said some shit today, and it was mad rapey. It was like, um... He, that dude was like, I'm not buying no drink for a girl. Because I'm going to expect sex. And if, uh, and if you're not going to have sex with me, I'm going to get real rapey real quick. Like, I'm like, and, and, and that type shit, okay, so that type shit upsets me. A, because, like, that's obviously, it's mad rapey, mad problematic, mad, like, all the buzzwords that you want to fit, right? It's trash. Trash as fuck. But that upsets me as well because one thing I've learned over the past year is that we oftentimes take the extreme opinion and then apply it to everyone. Like, clearly, and, and maybe it's not clear, but clearly this nigga's in the minority. Most niggas don't think like that nigga. Like, most niggas ain't trying to rape somebody over a $9 drink. I would, like, from my experience. But in the past year, I would see people quote this and say, see, this is why men are trash. I'm like, most niggas don't think like him. Like, and that, I had to learn, kind of learn what that is. Um, I had to learn, like, okay, why are we, why, you know, why are we, why do we take the extremes and then apply it to the base? Like, most women don't, you know, most people don't think to the extremes. Like, you know, but that's one thing I learned. Um, as far as as far as this year is concerned, um, what else did you learn, Steph? What else you learned over the past year? <laughs> besides besides the fact that like life went to shit. That's really been it. Yeah. All right. Therapy's helping though. I have me. Zen. You got you got you got you got, you got your black therapist, right? My black what? Your black therapist. Yeah, which I didn't think posting that. First of all, lately, every time I post on my IG story, people respond. I'm like, where did you guys come from? I mean, <laughs> I, 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 try, I try to make that happen because I want people to, I want, I'm, again, we need all the <laughs> listeners we get, get, damn it, shit. 
We need all. So many people like Sunday when I posted about the uh, date story, people like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, like we need listeners. Yesterday, I was like, hey, do you know what episode that was? (laughs) It was it was the second one. It was was the second week we hopped up in this motherfucking boy. (laughs) Boy went boy went to Chicago and back with no bread. That's a wild. I think he follows me on Instagram, and I'm not sure, but I think he does. Well, he he know what he did. He know. You think he's like learned since then? I I would I would hope so because okay, so one of the reasons. I, I kind of the cancel culture, right? That we talk about is 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 like because I hope that people I want to allow people to learn from the mistakes they made in their past. If they choose to that, if they've shown or they choose to not learn from them, that's one thing. So I would hope that your man's would learn from that, or at least ha- at least learn and have enough financial flexibility and financial stability. To not do that shit again, um, I would hope. But you know, sometimes hoping for people to do right is like hoping against hope. And, um, and that's another thing I learned is like you can't you can't force niggas to do right. You can't force nobody to do right. You can only give them the blueprint to do so. Um, <laughs> you can't force niggas to do right. Oh, it is. The internet has been spicy today. Even makeup Twitter is having a, a combative <laughs> issue. What's what's going on? In, what's going on in makeup? Twitter? They're talking about Jeffrey Star and his racism. Didn't didn't y'all cancel him? I thought Jeffrey. I thought Jeffrey Star had no country. I thought Jeffrey Star was out of here. Uh, I thought so too. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We we pick and choose who to cancel as well. Um, but like. I think well, I think I said something. I said something to the fact that you can't tell me I can't separate art from artists if you still go to Chick-fil-A. <laughs> you can't tell me that. Because a lot, of, a lot of motherfuckers go to Chick-fil-A and be like, I don't know how you can support him. He's try, you know, he's done this, that, and third while eating a whole ass chicken sandwich from a, from a homophobic, racist ass, <laughs> racist ass owner. And mind you, I eat Chick-fil-A. Because Chick, because listen, I don't know what they do to the chickens, but the chickens was raised in two parent homes, and all and, and all their employees mad nice and give you extra sauce for no reason. But I don't know. Chick fil A employees are nice. Did you see the dude? He sent that thing. It was like, oh, the dick was so good. And the what was so good, nigga? Or not the dick. The dude said the pussy was so good and gave her a ten dollar gift. This is all over the place now, but gave her a ten dollar gift card. I was sitting there. I was like, don't give me no ten dollar gift card for my pussy. I know it's worth more than that. It's the thought that counts. <laughs> Listen, instead of giving instead of giving someone a ten dollar gift card, just offer a bunch of Chipotle. It's just like you hungry. <laughs> yeah, I would rather you just like offer the food, not <laughs> but ten dollars. But because women never know when they, when they want where they want to eat. If I just give you the money and say pick what I'm you want, I'm not that girl. You know what you want to eat. <laughs> it's not that I know where I want to eat. I'm just never. I've never been a picky restaurant picker because I always just find something. I'm. I've never complained about a restaurant because I'm always like I'll find something to eat. But uh, yeah, this is all over the place. But um, another thing I've learned in the past year. <laughs> um, you, in order to come, because I've I've been with a, a couple different picky eaters, and you just gotta like, you gotta trick them, and you gotta like, hey, where do you think I'm taking you? And she, and and then too much work. Imagine dating women, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> yo, where do you think I'm taking you? Unfortunately, I'm a cis hetero woman. 
time? <laughs> Listen, I'll never know. Like. And again, both sides come with their issues. But listen, you gotta like trick women into making a just making decisions sometimes. So be like, where do you think I'm taking you? I don't know. Here, all right, bet, cool. And just like you gotta like you gotta lead a horse to water in order to make the horse drink. Because some, if you just let that horse roam, that horse will never get to the fucking water. That's kind of how you, you gotta do a lot of things like that. What's up? What's else? What? I mean. Last night, I spent the night at this guy's house. <laughs> Insert clapping sound bite here. Um, and never mind. Never mind. You can't get jammed up? <sighs> I mean, I, part of me wants all of the listeners. Part of me realizes that you were more fun when you could say shit without having to worry about your... Bo- your, your. Everybody listens now, so... Well... Which is fine. Like, I, you know, nobody's like... You know, going for the relationship, so that's fine. It's just, you know, it's, it's yeah. And so for me, what I avoid getting jammed up is simple. Um, but my dating life are fun stories. I avoid getting jammed up because I just don't mention names. I mention or I or you don't know some stories that like some stories that a friend told me. It'd be me. I just be like a friend told me this. Like I avoid. I t- I tell stories and avoid getting jammed up because no, but they listen, so it wouldn't matter. I would like directly some, be getting like they know of, what they of, were. Some of the people that have been involved with us listen too. The difference yeah, between me and you is I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I have different reasons for giving a fuck. So. Bleep, bleep, bleep. Cause I'm gonna say some shit that would definitely got you jammed up. Men uh, again, ain't no one's gonna physically threaten me over the shit I say. At least none of the people I'm involved with. So I, I can say no. it. No, but guys take it like I don't know. Maybe it's like a way society's built. Girls hear things and like they'll be upset or something, and they might even cut you out. But it'll just be like whatever after that. Guys like they take out their anger differently. It don't be worth it. Like it's just. You got embarrassed and nobody knows who I'm talking about. Calm down. But, you know, yeah, I I, I, I hear you. Because, I don't know, I hear you. Because I know. Yeah. Like, half the stories I tell, if they were about you involving a woman and she was just out here, you'd probably, I would think I'd, well, I mean, I know they do. Listen. <laughs> well, as far as, again, for me, myself, and I personally, I mean, I, I mean, we obviously never mentioned names. Why is this doing this? Okay. We never mentioned names. I just, but I feel like I'm obligated. To, I, I have a permission. I have a right to kind of tell my side of whatever story because it's my side and it's my podcast. If they want to tell their side of a the story, they can get their own avenues to tell their side. That's my only thought. Um. Hmm. <sighs> <sighs> You got anything else you want to talk about? Mm-hmm. Besides your random humming. No, well, New Edition, Still in Love with You, is stuck in my head because it played on my way down here. I hope Bobby Brown's okay. Random random thought. Hope, I hope Bobby's doing all right. Why wouldn't he be okay? Because Bobby has a, had a rough-ass life. And Bobby wanted to put it like this, knock on wood, knock on anything I need to. There's a couple celebrities that if their name was in the headlines with whatever. The You'd f- automatically think they did. Or you would. some of them off. Bobby Brown. Okay. <laughs> First and foremost. That shit, at this point, Demi Lovato. <laughs> at this point. If I, if I see Demi's name in the headlines, I just hope, it, I, I pray. Um, who else? Tracy Morgan. 
Um, arrest, um, not, not, prayers to Aretha Franklin. Get better soon, baby. We, the world still needs you. Um, Patty LaBelle. Morgan Freeman. All of these names, whenever I see these names trending, I immediately think, like, fuck. Did they? Them too? Yeah. But here's the thing. They're old. But Bobby Brown's not old. Bobby Brown's like 50. Catherine Jackson dies. I'd probably shed a tear. She's just a sweet old lady. Cecily Tyson. If she ever dies. Okay, well, she's old, old. But, like, she's... Death happens. I know, but that doesn't mean I won't be. I'll, I'll be sad. We're talking about people that if we ever see their name trending on Twitter, we immediately assume they die. Cecily Tyson is one of those people. Betty White's one of those people. Older people, obviously, is one of those people. What's uh, this celebrity? If they die, you would have like Jay Z. Jay Z immediately. If Jay Z dies, you would have a reaction. I'll take off work. <laughs> like if Jay. Okay, if Jay Z died, it's the because cool, that's how I feel about Beyonce. I mean, duh. <laughs> like, I probably still have a reaction to Beyonce died, to be honest, because like that's just that's just a. So if Jay Z died, Beyonce died, if LeBron died, um, definite, definite reaction. Um, randomly, who else? Denzel and Will Smith. Pretty much any positive black role model that's like under the age of fifty. If they just like, or in Denzel's case, like sixty-five, they just die randomly. I feel some type of way, pretty much, because that's kind of who helped raise me. That's like you know what I'm saying. When when um, James Avery, Uncle Phil died, Loki fucked me up. When Stuart Scott um, died, sick. Uh, who else? Who else hit me hard? I mean, obviously Michael Jackson and Prince, but you know that that's in the that's more of a universal. Michael Jackson did not didn't really. I, I remember the day he died though because I, I was headed on a date and like my sisters and my grandmother, my grandma was over and my sisters like and they're like all like boohooing, and I remember I was like, "Well, headed to the movies, guys." See, uh, I remember. So I remember where I was. With Michael, Jackson. I was actually at work. I was. I, this was Michael Jackson died two thousand nine. So I was in. So I was in still in high school. Yeah, so I'm that young. Shut up. Um, no, it's <laughs> summer of two thousand nine. So you just graduated high school. I was. I whatever it was. I was working at Taco Bell. I was working at Taco Bell. Um, and I was at the drive-through, and a customer actually came to me and was like, "Hey." Did you guys know Michael Jackson just died? And I'm like, wait, what, nigga, what? <laughs> like, wait, what? And then um, we we had a radio in there, and they were just they were playing all all of the Michael Jackson songs. And this is back before like you know streaming Apple Music was a thing and all that. Like, so they, so the radio was just playing every Michael Jackson song. I was like, wait, damn, what? Like. So, but the thing is, I couldn't really process that emotion because I still was working, and I'm working with a bunch of white people. They're like, "Yeah, make these tacos." <laughs> like, um, I was at work when Prince died too, but I was at like a corp, my corporate job at when Prince died, um, and I, I was coming back from lunch when I got the TMZ alert that like he was like unresponsive or whatever, and I'm like, "Oh shit!" Like, and we found out he died, and that like we just kind of. Like, ain't no work get done for the rest of the day. Um, the funny thing is, and it's not funny, but 
the only two times I remember no work getting done at where I, where I was working at, like none whatsoever, like we stick a fork in us, we're done, is when LeBron went back to Cleveland, no work got done. And then Prince's death, no work got done. Like none. Everyone was just kind of like glued in uh, to the TV. Um, and one final thing, I remember. I remember where it was when we when um, when they when they killed Osama. I was in my freshman year dorm basement because it was getting ready to be finals. Are you sure it wasn't your sophomore? Because that was my freshman year of, of college, and I was in my dorm, and they announced that they killed him. So it, it had it to was, be your sophomore. No, we we no we we graduated the same year. Two thousand ten. Yeah. This whole time I thought you were 2009. <laughs> no, we graduated the same year. Shut up. I just, I I don't know why I always thought. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know we're only a year apart, but. but yeah, we graduated. We gradu- I mean, school years are weird. But yeah, we graduated the same year. So I was in my freshman year. <laughs> I was in my freshman year. Yeah, so we were in, we, we were in our freshman year of college. <laughs> freshman year? I was in my, I was in my freshman year. And this whole time, I thought you graduated in 09. Mm, why? I don't know why. Oh, my God. So then you know Alan. Yes, I know all these. I know all these niggas. We'll we'll just we'll, we'll chop it up. I know all these niggas. I'm trying to figure out like how much longer I want to like stay off the scene. You know, I mean, like you know, you need to stay off the scene, but like you're ready to mingle amongst people, but you don't need to be mingling amongst people. Self control. That's where we are. Self control. <laughs> but because I haven't been drinking in excess, your girl dropped nine pounds. A turn up for not a non alcoholic non-alcoholic diet. Non alcoholic, except for Sunday, that went out the window. Um, but yes, yeah, so freshman year, I was in my, I was in my dorm. We was in the basement because it was right before finals. People were actually studying for finals. It was either during finals week, or like we had like a little like relief stress type situation. Someone comes down like, "Hey, turn on the TV right now." So we turn on the TV. We see Barack. You know, let people know. That we had, we had caught and, and neutralized Osama bin Laden. When I t- and mind you, I went to Miami University, so you, we, Miami is like the exact opposite of an HBCU. We talking Paul Ryan's old make old Republican ass is a, is on the love of Miami University to, get, to give you the climate. When I tell you, we found that out. I continue studying because. I'm a freshman. Thanks for doing your job. <laughs> I'm a freshman. This GPA ain't going to raise itself. But when I tell you, all these white people immediately went out and started partying crazy. Because he died. Because he died. Partying crazy. Like We heard chants of USA going all throughout the motherfucking campus. USA, USA. People was like, fuck this. I'm getting ready to go drink. All this shit because of, of him. And I get like... I get it for to an extent because, you know, 9-11, I get it. But it was just like, yo, y'all motherfuckers wild. Y'all wild as shit. Wild as the entire fuck. I was like my sister said, she went to a t so when um, Obama got elected, they jumped the fountain. <laughs> and niggas was playing Jeezy. My president is, I definitely played my president's black one. Cause I, again, 08. I was, it was 08. I just remember mm-hmm. getting so like. I was super. I was super into politics. I'm still kind of into politics. Um, so like, hell, my first, my dream was to be the first black president before Obama ruined the shit. You know what I'm saying? So, I was super, like, if you could have been a, I was an Obama stand, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, 
We're talking about the shirts. Like, not even not even the official shirts. We're talking about them, them hood-ass shirts that they would sell in the corner store that <laughs> just had a nigga face and just all types of ghetto-ass designs. That type of shit. Bro, I had a watch with Barack Obama on it. <laughs> Promise you. Stand, stand status for that nigga. Um, and so... What you find out? The Broncos are doing their rookies so bad. They're giving them these like jacked up, terrible haircuts for no reason. It's rookie hazing. I'm not a fan of hazing in any form. Eh. Outside of like bring me donuts, nigga. <laughs> but yeah, I've never been into that culture. Eh, it's rookie hazing and those haircuts. They just shave their head after afterwards and. They all, that hazing is a little different because all them, all the motherfuckers are at least making six figures. <laughs> They'll be okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I remember I remember playing my president of the black on repeat. I remember people, all all my black friends texting me, "Hail to the chief!" My mama and grandma crying because you know, um, because they never thought they would see like a black president elected in our lifetime. Like it was a beautiful thing, um, beautiful, beautiful thing. I don't know how we got here from where we were, but. <laughs> Yeah, um, anything else you, <laughs> you want to say before we wrap this whole thing up? Besides your 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 shock at how they're shaving these players' heads? I'm just not a fan. Leave the kids alone. They'll be all right. Uh, ain't, no, ain't, nobody, ain't, nobody, ain't nobody hitting them. They'll be all right. Uh, no. I feel like niggas are doing better. That's all I got by niggas, I mean genderless n- use of niggas. <laughs> What's the proper term? The the, the nigga, the, the royal nigga. <laughs> like the royal we, the royal nigga. Your royal thrones. Um, but yeah, again, so thank y'all for rocking with us for this first year. To all the listeners, thank y'all. We appreciate you. Um, and this second year, I can promise you it's going to be Bigger and better than ever. We we gonna work on some shit to make make sure that you guys continue to enjoy listening to our product every single week. Um, shit, we low key. It's been a, a year straight, but damn, only damn near no breaks. The only breaks I've taken was my, my damn mouth was swollen shut. I feel like we can start implementing some breaks though. <laughs> Sometimes you just need. But we we will definitely um make sure that this second year. Is is bigger and better, on all in all in all platforms. Um, so, give us feedback though. Um, so all of our social media is in the in the link in the description. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. And um, signing off is your boy C Diddy and my co-host Stephanie. Bye, niggas. We out. Yeah, bitch, I'm a cow, bitch, I'm a cow. I'm not a cow. The second shift production.